This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Making Moves. I'm here with my dear friend, Brand Flakes. Hi guys. One of my favorite people ever on the internet. Oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> um, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. The last time I was out here, TK was so nice. We like got a cute like breakfast bowl. Yeah. And I was like, the next time I'm coming back, we're doing your podcast. I know, I wanted to make it work last time, but you were so busy and I was, I was there busy. for three days and it was raining every yes! day. It was nonstop was, raining. You know what? LA has had the shittiest weather yeah. this year. Out of any year I've I ever lived here. that all over TikTok. Everyone's like, what is going on? Yeah. It just got sunny. Like you Thank actually God. came at the I perfect time. the sunshine. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so, Brand, tell me about like what it's like being the king of Philly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, it's fun. You know, I think a lot of people in like the influencer content creation space like tend to gravitate towards New York or L.A. But I think living in a different city is kind of what makes me stand out. Um, I think it's really like cool to like build my own like I don't almost like niche like out there and just like it's fun. I don't think there's a lot of people in Philly that like do that. So it's cool. I've always been like a big fish, little pond type of person. So it really fits like my personality. And were you born and raised in Philly? Yeah. So I was born and raised like right in the suburbs, like outside of Philly. Um, And then I went to college in the city and have been living there ever since. And you were studying fashion, right? Yes. Long time ago. I used to want to be a fashion girly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same. I literally went to fashion school. Yeah. So then you ended up working at, your last job was GoPuff? Yes. So I worked at Anthropology Home Office um, for, I interned for a few years, all in all, like about three years. And then I moved over to GoPuff. Oh, God, I'm getting old here. Um, Probably two years ago. Yeah. July 2021 is when I started working at GoPuff. Um. And originally I was just doing like a merchandising role, like helping them pick out assortment that would go on the app. And then I switched over to social media because they found out I was doing TikTok and I thought I was gonna get fired. But they were like, no, we like love, (laughs) you're like so good at TikTok, like would you run our TikTok That's a smart company. Yeah. Because I feel like 
someone I could see someone taking it the wrong way and being like you're fired or I could see them being like no we actually need to put them on our our social media yeah they called me into a meeting and I was like oh no this is not gonna be good and they were like no like would you possibly want to switch teams like we love your work and we really are trying to build out our TikTok platform they're smart yeah so I did that but the problem was I didn't like it because it was so different making TikToks for a company than making TikToks for yourself I was like all these legal things that I had to follow and you had to get things approved by like so many different people, especially if you wanted to post something like kind of risky, which like I obviously always wanted to do. Of course. Because that's what makes, you know, things go viral on TikTok. Um, so it was really stressful and I was just like, I got burnout really quickly because I was like, oh, I don't even want to make TikToks for myself. I'm on this app all day. Um, so I did that for like four months and then I quit and went full-time on content creation. Wow. Yeah. I mean, congrats. I feel like you had just quit recently when we met. Yeah, so I, I fully quit in May 2022, and then I took, like, I won't want to say time off because I really didn't, mm-hmm. but I took some time to, like, figure out, like, the direction I wanted to go in, and then I signed with management uh, August 2022. Okay, and then I met you yeah, in, what, January? January, okay. yeah. So I was, like, kind of a baby still, yeah. So so how's it been? <laughs> it's been great. Yeah, it's been really, really um, – it's just so nice, like – creating your own schedule and getting it's to like it's a schedule for me it's I'm really like, a schedule it's like waking up and like not having to go to meetings that you didn't want to go to like everything you're doing it's like you see the output that you put into it and I never felt that when I worked in corporate like I would feel like I would work so hard and someone else would get credit for the work I did because I wasn't the manager so it was just so irritating all the time um, but now it's like I see direct results. Like if I really want like something, like I continue to make content, I see followers come in, I see brand partnerships come wow, in. Wow, that's a great way to look at it. And I love that because I I have to be like my own motivator. And I really do believe like you never let yourself fail. And that's how I roll. I'm like, I will not let myself fail. Like if something is going wrong, obviously you're going to have dips and stuff. But you figure out how to make it work and you figure out how to bounce back from it. What do you mean by you never let yourself fail? Like, what does that mean to you? So to me, like when it's your ass on the line, it hits differently. When it's like you, when you work at a corporation, or at least this is my experience, like there was times where I felt like I could kind of slack off. Like I didn't, if I didn't like care about the corporate, like their mission, their values, like I could, I was just wasn't that motivated. I was like, whatever, like I'm not getting paid that much. I'll go to a different job if they don't like me, whatever. But when it's when it's your brand, your identity, something that you've built that is on the line, there's so much more passion and drive and just like, I want to see this succeed. Like I want to grow in this space. And maybe for some people that is their corporate job. They're in an industry that they love and they are a hustler at that. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was kind of being I never saw myself as like a business owner, but like now I own my own LLC. Oh, absolutely. And I I love it. And it's like, I will do anything for like my brand. I will do anything to succeed at this. And I, it's just like so much more passion than I ever had working for someone else. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It, but it, there is definitely challenges with being your own boss. Like oh, I always say, sometimes 100%. it's easier to be told what to do. A hundred percent. So there's a lot more anxiety and like imposter syndrome. And, you know, it's almost like, it's hard to believe when people are telling you that you're doing a good job because I think we 
are so obsessed with our own shortcomings sometimes that we dwell on them so much that we don't see like all of the growth that we've done, Mm. especially in social media because it's such a tricky like way to navigate because everything is so like you get dopamine rushes when something blows up. And then when your next video like doesn't do as well or it doesn't do as well as you thought it was going to do, you like kick yourself. You're like, oh, like this is annoying. Like it could be a, a video you posted, a podcast episode, anything that like you were really excited to like you thought it was going to take off and then it doesn't. Isn't that the weirdest mind fuck? The weirdest mind fuck. And then it just creeps in on you and you just like it's not anyone else would be like, OK, it's not a big deal. But like in your head, you're like, I'm a flop. Like this is the end. Like I'm, I'm going to be like toast after well it's really confusing as a creator because i feel like you know yourself and your brand and like the quality you bring to the table and it's always anytime i don't try and it's like shit quality and literally the most whack-ass wackadoodle thought that i had that's when it yes and then when i do try and it's like i'm really proud of it like that's what i want to pop off it doesn't doesn't no and that's the worst it's the worst it's the worst yeah because, like, there, there is no greater feeling than when something that you do want to do well does do and well. And you're proud of it. And you're so happy that, like, it's being received the way you want it to be received. Like, that is such a good feeling. But it's rare that it comes. Honestly, there's so many times where it's, like, nope or something you didn't even care about is what's getting the attention that you wanted. <laughs> what has it been for you that has popped off that you actually were excited it popped yeah, off <laughs> I really like making fun series so I've been doing great one series. recently called The Pyramid where I rank things and I thought I got inspired from Dance Moms actually the funny yes Abby Lee Miller sound where she's like on the bottom page you good that's what I think of the, the, great. the Birkin guy and I was like that's <laughs> such a funny like concept because we can make such silly things like super dramatically intense um, and just rank like anything and they're really fun because people watch and they are like they agree or they disagree or they add something that I didn't think of and then they're like wait do this next there's so many different areas that you can go with it so that's been really fun when I first started on TikTok I did a lot of series and I, I think I was more like skit based you've done a lot of ranking though yeah a lot of ranking stuff yeah so that's been like really recent um, but when I first was like blowing up I did a lot of like hotline videos and these like mock uh-huh. infomercials And then I kind of switched gears and like started like talking more about myself. And that was really rewarding for me because I felt like my followers were really getting to know me. Um, But then it was weird. So when I tried to go back to doing skits here and there, they didn't like pop off the same. It was like, that's not what I want to see. It's weird because it's awesome and it kind of sucks sometimes with social media because you really do have to evolve. Yeah, you do. If you continue to make like the same stuff, like people just, they're not, Mm -hmm. they're going to get bored. Like you'll, I feel like even the biggest creators, like, to them, like I have so many cre- creators who are way bigger than me, and they'll yeah. be like, "Oh yeah, that was a flop," and I'm looking at their views like, "Oh my god, I would die for that." Die for that, but literally. They're just still like throwing it out of a wall and seeing if it sticks, like mm-hmm. we are. You know what I mean? No, yeah, and that's what you have to do too. Like when I made my first pyramid video, I was like, "I don't know if this is gonna take off," but then it did. I was like, "Oh, this is great," and I was like. I can keep making videos like this in this kind of format, but you can switch the topic every mm-hmm. time, which helps it. Um, no, it's insane the amount of specific topics you've come up with that are like, <laughs> like with drunk under the category of drunk yep. I'm, or hungover. Yeah. I'm like, how does he come up with this? Yeah, so I think that's the thing. When you have a niche, I think something that people get stressed out is they're like, I'm stuck in this niche. I can only make one type of video. And it's like, being stuck in a niche is really difficult and it's really hard when you try to shift, especially on TikTok where 
the platform kind of rewards you for almost making content in that niche. Not sure how, but that's literally how the algorithm works. If I make a video about being drunk, it pops off. If I make a video about anything else, hit or miss. Um, but you can make different things. So if your niche is business, you can make pyramid rankings about business. You can make mock skits about business. Um, there, You have to be able to like think cleverly and creatively to mm -hmm. think, oh my gosh, there's so much you can do in any single category. Mm -hmm. I will say one of the main reasons I love the pyramid ranking TikToks, and I'm sure it's why people like stick with the entire video is because mm -hmm. I'm curious like i'm in my head guessing what you're what's gonna, gonna say be on next top. yeah yeah or what's gonna be on top and it's like a fun game it's almost like trivia like you're playing the game yeah. with you while mm -hmm. we're watching it and it makes sense to me why those pop off yeah i will always like love to give little justifications too because i'm very reverse psychology i'm like okay what are people gonna like disagree with? Like they're gonna be like, no, that should be higher, and I have to give a reason and like a justification as to oh, why uh, it is where it is. And I love when people are like, you sold me. Like yeah. you've never had a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I get all the time like, oh, this one's so off. Like, nope, you need to add this. But that's what makes it fun because it's like, okay, it's it's cool to see how like people think. So I want to go through your thought process when it comes yeah. to making a TikTok? Do you have a journal and you're writing down ideas? Does it randomly come to you and you pick yeah. up your phone and film? Like, what's the process so for Brand Flakes? I don't content block, which for those who don't know, like some people like will literally take off a Sunday, they'll film, let's say, five videos on that Sunday and they'll post like one a day. I don't do that. Um, I'm very... Someone described me once as off the rip, and honestly, I think that's accurate. Like, I get an idea in my head. If I'm in the place to film where I could do it, I will literally film it right there. Really? If not, like, say we're talking about something right now. Obviously, I'm not going to film a TikTok right now, and I'm like, ooh, pit, push pin that for later. I have a notes app where I, like, write. It's the craziest notes app. If someone read it, they would be like, what is this? No, I have those too. <laughs> um, but for me, it's my, like crazy mind ideas and I'll like, when I'm feeling like kind of like a block, like, oh, I don't know what to make videos about, I'll look through that notes app and I'll be like, ooh, I'll make something about that. Um, so that's kind of like how my method works. Um, but I tried, when I was first like really trying to grow, um, I was trying to post two videos a day, which sometimes was really stressful to like figure out like, ooh, I would wake up and be like, what are the two gonna be today? Mm -hmm. Now I like try to give myself more grace because I'm like, Brandon, you're at almost half a million followers. Like, you don't need to keep doing that. Like, you can post a little less frequently, like, and you'll be okay. Because it is, like, very – sometimes you have to be careful because this job can control you. Like, yeah. it can really, like, you don't even feel like – that's the one thing I miss about corporate. I could shut that laptop and not think be about done. it and be yeah. done. And it's, like, every single thing I do because my content is about my life – I'm like, oh, I could make a video about that. I could make a video about this. Like, right now, I'm here in LA visiting my boyfriend's family. And, like, if I was on vacation on corporate, like, out of office email, not doing anything, but like, I'll still be filming TikToks, like, still replying to comments. And then I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. But then I'm like, oh, but four days without posting, like, that could be detrimental. You never know. So it, it's, it's crazy. Honestly, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 it, <laughs> Sometimes, to be quite real, it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I was. I recently went on a trip to Italy, and I went with four girls I had just met. Yeah, 
And we like met literally the day we arrived in Italy. And all of them have like corporate jobs or whatever, except one owns her own business. It was so cool them realizing like, holy shit, like, I guess you're never really off the clock. Like, because from an outsider's perspective, that's awesome. Like, you're just always like, like I can, I could disappear for two weeks and do nothing or I could disappear and be filming everything. Yeah. And it was so interesting. I feel like I saw it through their lens. Like, oh, I guess this is a lot. Like, it's a lot. I guess I am working a ton. You work. But I love it. Yeah, it's weird. It's like you feel like if you love it, you feel like you don't work at all, but you quite literally work 24-7. Mm-hmm. Even in my fucking dreams, I'll have a dream about something and I'll be like, oh my God, I have to make a video about yeah. that. <laughs> like, it's, it's nuts. Like, it truly doesn't stop. So... Finding that boundary and that balance of like, no, this is something that I'm going to lock that phone and I'm going to just live in the moment. Mm -hmm. That's really hard. It is really hard. It's hard to turn it off. (laughs) It's so hard. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. 
Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a Liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a Liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. So, okay, back to the original question. When you're coming up with yes, ideas, sorry. is it just, no, it's so <laughs> fine. I love it. Do you randomly, like, will you be having a conversation with someone out to eat and then you'll be like, oh yeah, like my, they'll be talking about their drunk friend being hung over in an Uber and then you're like, boom. Yeah. Is that kind of how it works? Or are you like sometimes like, what pyramid should I make? Yeah, so it depends. So both. So like, I'll remember last week, me and my friends were talking about dating and my friend was like, does anyone else notice that like you hook up with people that are your type, but you don't usually date the person that like is your quote unquote type? Whoa! And I was like, that is such an interesting thing to say. I put it right in my notes app. I'm like, I'm gonna make a video about that probably today about yeah. that concept because I think that that's one interesting, two relatable, and three like thought provoking. Um, so that's something I'm like, okay, making a video about that. But then, say I wake up tomorrow and I'm like, I do want to post a TikTok today, but I don't know what to post. I'll post a pyramid because I haven't posted one in a few days. Got it. Then I'll sometimes be like, okay, what can I post a pyramid about? And I'll like really think about like Because they're so different specific yeah. and niche. So I think sometimes the thing that I helps me is like when you try to overthink something, it just doesn't work. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let me just get bare bones. What am I doing today? Oh, I'm going out to dinner. Oh, I could do a pyramid on types of people to go out to dinner with or types of restaurants to go to happy hour. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, Oh, that's so easy. There's two ideas already. I can make two videos for that. But it's so hard sometimes to like think that clearly when you're like focused on like, oh, what is it gonna be? Or like, what's what, gonna yeah. do well. Is it gonna exactly yeah. because I'm like, oh, are my followers really gonna care about that? Like, or would they wanna see something that's gonna be more entertaining? You know? Totally. I always struggle with that concept yeah. the most when I'll do a TikTok sound. Like, you know, recently that um Beyonce one, it was like, I'm not that type of girl. Mm-hmm. I'm not that kind of girl. Yeah. And I had filmed it but I was like what should I put as a text text? and I feel like I overthink those so much because normally like I'm like 
If I just did that sound and I sent it to my friend, I would think of a funny caption to send it with and be like, me when I blah, blah, blah. Yes. Right? But then I overthink think that it. when I'm going to post it because I'm like, ooh, that's too niche or like mm-hmm. not that many people. And then I'll, I post something stupid yep. <laughs> instead of doing happens. what I actually think is funny. It happens all the time. It's so weird that we do that. It's hard too because like we shouldn't. Like we should be posting content like for ourselves and like be less focused on like what we think is going to do well because – I think when you're posting for yourself, it's the most authentic. And I always think authenticity is like the best Mm -hmm. kind of content, especially when you can tell that there's authenticity behind it. But it's so hard because like we said earlier, when you try to be really vulnerable or authentic and it just doesn't seem to like get the reaction that you want, you just feel like weird and icky. Well, it's also very scary because Mm -hmm. sometimes, again, like, Sometimes you'll blow up for a negative reason, yeah. which is really scary, especially if it's like a vulnerable moment or, yeah. you know, you really opening up. Yeah. I always think about that. I'm like, ooh, like, do I want to risk this blowing up when it was really for my like niche girlies? Yeah, exactly. Like that we're supposed to see it. Getting it on the bad side of, of TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> that's, that's the worst. The crazy, scary men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like So bad. Tearing you apart. Oh, I wanted to ask you. You said... You, when you were growing, you uploaded twice a day. Do you think that's necessary? At least twice? Or like, what is your thought on that? The thing with TikTok, if that's the platform that you're trying to grow on, because that's the one I grew on, I do think it rewards a consistency type of thing. So no one truly like knows how the algorithm works. But essentially, from what everyone kind of understands, it's like your video goes out to like, I think now it's your followers first. And then depending on like, the watch time from like the first 10 minutes, then they'll send it out to your for you page or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not, but hypothetically let's say 10 people who don't follow you see a video that you post. If you're posting more videos, like let's say you post 10 videos that day, then you're increasing your rates of a hundred people who don't follow you to see it. So when you think of mathematically, it definitely helps to post more because you're giving more people a chance to see your face. And that I think is like over time, I think, I get surprised with people who recognize me. Like, I'll be like, whoa, like, I haven't even had, like, a viral video in a few weeks. And people just, like, know my face because they do see me on their For You page frequently. Like, whether they're liking the video or not, Mm -hmm. they are seeing it. So I do think that it definitely helps to post consistently um, multiple times a day on TikTok. It's not required, but I think it's a really good strategy to do, um, Mm -hmm. especially when you're first trying to blow up. Because it's just like you can just throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever. When I didn't have any followers, I didn't really, like, care. I was like, I'll just post this. And then you kind of can see what does well and then make more videos in similar formats. Same, different font. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Other than consistency, what do you think makes a great creator? I think if you give yourself the chance, and this isn't for everybody, to let your followers know who you are. If you are vulnerable and can make content about your life, one, you'll never run out of ideas because you can make content about every aspect of your life, relationships, dating, your job, friendship, anything, and just being really genuine. And I think that opens the gates for people to really feel like they know you, to invest in you, and to wanna follow along with your life. I think that's amazing. Now, the cons to that is you open up people to be really mean Mm -hmm. and really like, for me, you can comment on my appearance, whatever. It's nothing I haven't heard before. The comments that sting are when people like come at your character. 
or they like make fun of the way that you like do something or talk. Like that's the stuff that like it's hard. So the, I understand that a lot of people don't want to share their personal life. They don't want to be an oversharer like I am. They want to keep privacy, and I totally respect that. For me, I'm the type of consumer that I really love the creators that like kind of share every single part or like almost over shares and overly transparent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about things that like other people like kind of gatekeep and like don't really talk about. So it's not a requirement, but I do think if you're willing to take that risk and being vulnerable and talking about a lot of things that some people would never want to talk about on the internet, there's high risk, high reward. I agree. Who are some of your favorite creators that you feel like do that? So I love Kennedy Urich. She was like oh, my yeah. favorite. I love Kennedy obsessed. so much. She's just like really unhinged, chaotic. And she does what I talk about. You know, like she talks about her dating. She talks about her puppy. She talks about growing up. It feels like up. she picks up her phone and yeah. she's FaceTiming you. Exactly. And I love, love, love that. So she, has, I always say when people are like, who's your favorite TikToker? Like, she also has Kennedy. great like taste. And uh-huh. I always want to hear her like takes and her, her style. I, I really do like her. Yeah. And she's one of those people I followed from the beginning. Like I feel like. I literally followed her when she had like 5,000 followers or something and not to be that person and then (laughs) now she's like whatever huge and I still feel like she's the same me too and that that's another thing like people who you can tell like behind the scenes they're probably making a shit ton of money Mm -hmm. but they are not letting it change them at all and I think that's that's really like you know hum it's humbling to see someone who's really they do they love what they do they're not in this like obviously they want to get money and become mm-hmm, successful, mm-hmm. but they also want to build a platform and want to build an audience of people like you and me who are obsessed with them yeah. and respect them and aspire to like, honestly, for me, be like someone like that. She's definitely one of my favorite TikTokers, yeah. for sure. She's great at that. What I else? Love... Who else? Let me think. Um, who else am I? She's like, also a girl's girl. Sorry, super... me being like a Ken York stan. Yeah, I'm trying to like think location. So Ken's in Austin. Who are my favorite New York creators? I um I love Carly Weinstein. She's Me someone too. who I'm friends I love with. Carly. She's someone who I'm friends with, obviously she's in real life. She's great at being super genuine. She's super genuine, and I love that she talks about like struggles that she has, and really like she's so real. I love comfort creators. So another one is I don't know if you know Average CC Sierra. Um, no. I just met her in New York. She Need I watch follow. her videos, and like I feel so safe when I watch her. I'm like I needed that. Like she's like. She'll, I, a few weeks ago, she made a video. It was a Friday. She's like, your weekend is your weekend. Do not feel guilty for how you want to spend it. If you want to go out on Friday and stay in on Saturday, do that. If you want to do this and that. It's just stuff that like we as human beings like always are beating our, ourselves up about. And she just always makes me feel so much better. So I love a good comfort wait, creator. I cannot wait to follow her. Oh, my God. Yeah, I have to show you her profile after this. You know who I love, who I know you're friends with, but I've who? never met in real life? <laughs> Eli. Obsessed. She's. I just pre-ordered her book. She's. <laughs> The she's the first friend like that I really made in the influencer world. We met on a brand trip. She's so good at being authentic and like and just random. She's the sweetest person. We were literally I DM'd her. I was like, "Hey, we're both going on this trip." Like, she answered me immediately. We were we became like that. Yeah, and she's just great. I've done her podcast. Her she's amazing. Everything she's so her mind is so creative and it's so funny. Um, like I love following her on every platform. Her Instagram mm-hmm. like memes crack me oh up. Oh my gosh. She's the best. She's like 
one of those people that is like perfect for the internet. She is. Because the way, I don't know her, but the way her <laughs> mind works, like she is so good at taking whatever creative idea she has and like making it into internet. Yep. Like language. Yep. She's so good at that. She's really good. Even like making, I mean, kind of how you do with the pyramids and like making such a niche, like specific thing that everyone her understands. Rules. Yes. Amazing. Her, she's like her rules for blah, blah, blah. They're so niche and specific, so but they're specific. so true. So true. So true. So good at that. Yeah, yeah. I love her. Yeah. I'm a big fan. She's great. Um, And she just changed her thing because it was the jar. The jar. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. Amazing. <laughs> so recently you got into a very serious relationship. I well, I guess did. it wasn't recent. It's been a while now. Well, yeah, we met almost a year ago in July last year. Started dating in September. So it's been like almost a year. I, <laughs> first of all, I'm just so happy for you because you seem you. super happy. Thank you. And that's always a, a great thing. But I wanted to ask you, what is it like dating someone and mm -hmm. versus being you know the single unhinged like yeah. I feel like that was your brand for a it hot was. minute so that was really scary and I was like Ugh, is this gonna be really hard because I would get some pretty viral videos like just doing chaotic single shit like I would take videos of me waking up in a stranger's house or videos <laughs> of a stranger waking up next to me and I would or making on the back of a car or yeah something. making yeah. out on yeah. the back of an Uber oh my yeah. god that era was really bad um <laughs> And I would I post it. a lot about dating because this is my first relationship. Up until this point, I struck out every time I was dating. And people really do relate to that. There are so many people who feel like they're going to be alone. They don't feel like they have their person. Um, and it was really easy to make content about that. So when I found but myself. That's hard. it's Yeah. That's me, also really it, hard. It is hard, yeah. Like, and scary. So when I found myself, like, falling in love, I was like, shit. Like, I know, like, my followers, like, are gonna love the hard launch. They're gonna be so happy. It's gonna be so exciting. But like, what happens after that? Like, but then I was like, you know what? Think about it from the positive perspective. One, I have no shortage of stories to tell from the 25 years I was single. I feel like I now have way more wisdom and advice that I can give. And I can also reach a new market of people who now want dating advice and also can make content about people that are in relationships and I can talk now about a whole experience I never had, which is dating somebody. I never dated anybody. So now I can make videos about things that happen in relationships that I never had the knowledge of before. Well, also most people, I would say, if not everyone, yeah. eventually wants a partner in crime, exactly. right? Yeah. So watching you be single for 25 years and finding someone is inspiring. Yes. Like, it's, it really is. <laughs> if I can do it, you can yes. too. <laughs> it's like, it's inspiring, it's motivating, it yeah. makes like someone who's been single, even myself, like I've been single for a while, it makes me want to put myself out there. Yeah. And just watching you be happy makes others want to do the same. So it's yeah. really awesome that you are willing to share that because sometimes it's scary. It is scary. Yeah, so that was really nervous, uh, like nerve-wracking for me because I was like, I don't want to like lose that part of myself. But it almost pushed me to think more out of the box. And my content, I think, in some ways got better after. Like I was able to like really like, I've matured a lot in the last year. And it's scary because I, when I first started this platform, I was single, 24 years old, chaotic, binge drank every weekend. There's parts of me that are still like that now, but I'm 26. I now don't work a corporate job. I do this. And I think that's my current struggle. I'm like, 
I don't feel as relatable necessarily as I did when I first started, but I know I still am. I just need to figure out how to like showcase that in a way and like talk about my life that still feels like really entertaining to watch. Because mm. my content at first definitely had a lot of that entertainment factor. Like you wanted to know what my crazy ass was doing. Mm. Now I'm like, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I don't do as much crazy things anymore. You know what though? Your followers grow up with you. Yes, so, 100%. So like, they're probably all like, when I started following you, because I just turned 26, so mm-hmm. I am a, like a prime brand follower, right? Oh, so you. when you started your 24, you said? Yeah. So that's when, that was my most like feral year. Yeah, my 24. 20- 24 is the craziest year. It was the best year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I was finally settled yes. outside of college. and That's I, like, what it is. Yeah, and I met my friends and I had my own money. Mm-hmm. So I was just like going crazy, doing whatever I wanted getting all the Ubers, whatever. Yep. And so, because now you can like afford an Uber exactly. to go to, yeah, go to wackadoodle places. Yep. So anyway, now that I'm, I'm not even kidding you, I just turned 26, I feel like a different human. Yeah. I'm like, I can skip Friday night going out. Yeah. Or like, I would rather order a Diet Coke or whatever. And yeah. I'm not a grandma by any no. means. Like I still like to go hard every once in a while, but all that to say is your followers grow up with you. And like, I understand if you want to stay in and like hang yeah. out with your boyfriend. Exactly. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So I think that's been tricky is just like I don't want people to be like, oh, like you're boring now or you're not fun anymore or you're not feral. But then you can't worry about that because then you get comments when you do post a feral video. Like last week was Fourth of July weekend. I was partying and someone's like, you make drinking your whole personality. And I'm like, bro, you if you watch everyone. the past yeah. 12 videos, I don't I haven't even talked about drinking in them. But the ones that go viral, like I said, typically happen to be yeah. about that. So, like, just fuck, just fuck off. <laughs> well, you know, people, people always love to comment too what they are like struggling with too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's I always think about yeah. that, and you can't please everyone. No, you can't. It's impossible, and that's a really hard part of this job too for someone who is a people pleaser like myself. Same. It's so hard, mm-hmm. like feeling like you're letting somebody down or and i see yeah, people's perspective i'm like 100%. i get it like i get why you think you that from read this video. into what they're saying and you're like oh i shouldn't have posted that or i shouldn't be like that it that's that's really difficult mm-hmm. so okay i want to talk about when you started dating your current boyfriend yeah what was it like dating someone being single for 25 years like what was uh, tell me all about it like were you scared yeah. was it were you ready how did you know he was the one? Like, yeah. I want to hear oh everything. God. It's so weird. So I think everyone, there's not a one size fits all for dating 
to start. So my experience doesn't have to be your experience. I might say something that you totally might not relate to. But for me, I, to be totally candid, hooked up with my boyfriend the first night we met. I was actually on a date with somebody else. I feel like that's really common. Yeah. I, know I was on a date. Of my friends that <laughs> it's a, it was a one night stand at first. Yeah, it was a one night stand. And I was on a date with somebody else. I met my boyfriend. We were waiting in line to use the bathroom at the restaurant that we were at. Started chit-chatting. Then we ended up, the restaurant kind of got like lit after dinner ended. Everyone mm-hmm. like kind of got up and danced. We ended the up best. talking. Ended up ditching the guy I was on a date with. Dead. And went home with my boyfriend. Shut up. Thought it was a one night stand. Iconic. Two weeks later, drunk, whatever, out. I hit him up. I'm like, hey, what are you doing tonight? We end up meeting up, hooking up again. Still at this point, hooked up twice. Don't think it's going to be like anything serious. And then he asked me to hang out. Like, he was like, can I make you dinner this week? And I was like, ooh, I don't think so. I was like, I don't want to lead you on or give you the wrong impression. Like, I'm not really looking for anything because I wasn't, honestly. Um, But my friends were like, it's not that deep. Like, just go and let him make you dinner. Like, you don't have to think 10 steps ahead of, oh, you're leading him on. I need to think that way more with dating because I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, it's not that deep. Yeah, it's not. And it's the Just play with the cards you're dealt. (laughs) It's low-key the people pleaser in us being like, I don't want to let anybody down. Like, I don't want to give them the false idea. It's like. No, you can let someone make you dinner if that's on them, if that makes them think that you owe them something. This is, I'm like having an epiphany. I'm like, I should go on the date. Yeah. So I went and I was just like smitten, like cooked me dinner, super charming. I mean, that's really hot, the cooking dinner. Here's the thing, like, I feel like sometimes, and this isn't, like I said, for everybody, when I would go on dates with people, like, I would question the person's motive. I'm like, are they dating me? Like, are we going on this date because they, like, want to hang out or do Mm -hmm. they want to smash? Like, what is the intention here? But when you go on a first date with someone that you've already hooked up with, you know that they're genuinely just trying to get to know you. Like, they actually, like, want to get out of the hookup area and, like, sit down at a place and talk. Absolutely. And that for me was really comforting because as like a little bit of an anxious overthinking person, like I didn't overthink that because I was like, oh, he genuinely wants to just like hang out and get to know me, whatever. And I love that. So it works for me. Like if you are the type of person, I know everyone's like, don't hook up on the first date, never do that. And I get it. There's a lot of valid arguments to back that up. For me, it wasn't like that though. I'm like, I knew the kid for six hours and then hooked up with him and now he's my boyfriend. I think everyone's situation and story different. is different. And you there can be a gazillion dating roles, but the person that, I always think about this, the person that I'm talking to or I'm currently dating or interested yeah. in, they're talking to me because they like me, not exactly. because they like all these people that are telling me dating roles. Yeah. They like, whatever I say is going to be right or mm-hmm. it's going to be wrong. Yeah. But you, it most likely is going to be right because they like me. Yeah. And they're taking me on a date or whatever. So I always try and think like that. Yeah. And not overthink, even though it's hard. But it definitely was. So I think that started off like with just a little bit of like validation and like I wasn't like overthinking anything. And I was just like, I'm just going to take this how it is. And we started hanging out more frequently. That's really sweet. The making dinner. Yeah. And I just found myself. It happened really naturally. Like I found myself not really interested in talking to other people or like pursuing other connections. I found myself not going on Hinge or Grindr. I was just not, I was genuinely entertained and invested in this person that I was talking to. And then it had been like, I don't know, probably seven weeks. Um, And we were just like, we're not hooking up with anybody else. We don't feel like hooking up with anybody else. We can like drag this out for a few more months and just say we're talking or we could just 
say we're we're dating and be like we're boyfriends and we were just like let's just say that if a month later from now we're like i'm not feeling it then we break up like we're so obsessed with labels that we create a situation out of nothing sometimes it's like no it's too soon to like be exclusive it's too soon it's too soon it's like well why is it too soon if you're not you genuinely don't are you scared of dating that person or are you scared to be seen like as someone who's dating that person now like what really is it that's like keeping you from just being like yeah we're together like when you think about commitment issues like like that, it's 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 very interesting. It's like, what are you actually? Are you scared of being committed to that person? The actual why? Or are you scared of being committed to being someone's boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah. Um, and neither of us were scared. We were just like, yeah, let's be boyfriends. And if we break up, we break up. And ten months later, we haven't broken up. <laughs> Wait, I love that. I feel like that's how dating should be. Is it should it, be. it's what everyone says is like it should be effortless. Yeah, and I will say. This is my first healthy experience. Yeah. And now it is my first relationship. Before that, everything that I just talked about, I was in situationships. I was the guy who didn't text back sometimes. I was the guy who didn't get texted back sometimes. Like when you're not that into it or the other person isn't that into it, it's it's it doesn't always line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. This was a perfect case scenario where it at the right time was the right person. Do you think that attributes to you both being pretty secure in yourselves as individuals like the the relationship happening happening so it definitely helps because when i tried to date people who were not secure themselves they would try to tear me down and then make me almost feel insecure in myself and that is i think a lot of people deal with that Mm -hmm. in their relationships like they're with somebody who's clearly very insecure and then that insecure person makes someone who maybe wasn't so insecure feel like they're now insecure yeah and it, it that it's it's honestly toxic. It's so toxic. Mm-hmm. Do you have any dating advice? I feel like you're really great at, at just giving advice in general. Like, what would you tell your friends in regards to someone who's you know in their mid twenties or early twenties and they're trying to find someone and settle down? Like, what advice would you give? One, I would say, let it come naturally. I think for me, um, I actually just talked about this on a podcast before. I had to love myself. Like I had to feel fulfilled on my own. I don't think your relationship should be your life. I think your relationship should be a part. Yes. But not your life. I wanted the person I would date to be an addition to a life that I already created. Yes. So and that's you what my be boyfriend is. Each other up. Yeah, exactly. Like my boyfriend is amazing. He's an addition to an amazing life that mm-hmm. I had to create on my own. I want to meet him. So, oh my god, you would love him. <laughs> There's so many people who feel like they're they need their partner to complete the parts of them that they don't have. It doesn't work like that. And then when you break up, that's why people are so heartbroken. I would be devastated if me and my boyfriend separated, but I know I would be okay because Mm. I was able to build a really strong foundation for myself and a life I would be fine with my job. I would be fine with my friends. I would, of course, be hurt, devastated, but I would be able to move on. Whereas I think a lot of people can't even fathom the idea of separating because they've almost become codependent on their partner. So what I would say to anybody who is dating, especially in your 20s, vibe out. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I miss the single parts of me all the time. I'm like, oh, like, I miss the chaos that you never know what's going to happen. You know, I, I honestly do miss the, the fun, crazy stories. But they were worth not having that anymore because I have so been so amazing that I would choose over any of that yeah. every single day. But that doesn't mean I wasn't having fun. I was having a blast. So have fun. 
if you're so focused and butthurt on finding somebody, you're not gonna find the right person. You're gonna mm. you're gonna find yourself gonna settling. Settle. Yeah, and you don't want to settle. Never settle. Um, when you said you had to love yourself or you really had to find yourself, what did that mean to you? Like what inner work or I guess what practical tips could you give someone? Yeah, I found that? myself before gravitating towards people that like I wanted validation from. Wow. Um, like in, I want, in what capacity? Like, you know, when you like like somebody and you're not sure if they like like you back. So you almost try to like get them to like you back. Like you wait for that text yeah. and it's another dopamine thing where it's like, oh my God, they text me back. Oh my God, it's they like actually game. wanna hang out. It's a game, but it's a game that you're always gonna lose when your goal is, do you actually like that person or do you like whatever feeling they're making you feel? Whoa. Which for me was validation. Like, yeah. So I really, really, really was messing with my own head at that time. Mm -hmm. It's like and the game of winning someone over. I had to figure out what was it that I was like missing. And honestly, I truthfully don't really have an exact pinpoint answer because I do think there are certain people out there that are manipulative enough to like make a secure person insecure. But I wanted to stop going back to those people. So one person was repeatedly coming into my life over and over again. And I had to firmly block them on everything. It was I did it before and I unblocked them multiple times. When I firmly did it, I was like, nope, this is the end. Blocked their phone number, blocked everything. I met my boyfriend a week later, <gasps> which was crazy. Wow. I swear that was the universe's way of being like, Reward. you learned your <laughs> fucking lesson. You made that way more painful than it had to yeah. be. But here you go. Um, so, yeah, definitely don't seek validation. You know, find that validation in yourself, whatever it is. I love that. And that was me. I was like, I learned to respect myself enough to know that no person is worth being treated poorly. Mm -hmm. And once I actually believed it to the point that not only was I believing it, but I was acting on the belief, I found my person. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so happy for you. Thank you guys you. seem so happy. Thank and you. Um, <laughs> it's, I will say it is really cool and inspiring watching someone tell their entire journey like oh. of, of, of the story. Yeah. And um, I guess thank you for sharing that like with the thank internet you. because we're lucky to get a piece of it. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to move back into the creator space. Yeah, let's do it. You are well established now and you have an awesome audience. What advice would you give to an established creator who's maybe plateauing a little bit or there you feel like they're in a funk or, you know, Everyone yeah. else is growing except them. Like, what would you tell that person? Yeah, it's hard because, to be honest, I feel like I'm, like, now starting to feel that way, too. Because We all feel that yeah, way. Yeah, like, right <laughs> now, I mean, I've been in a funk for a little bit. I'll okay. be totally transparent. And I haven't been able to figure out, like, how to pick myself back up. But knowing that it, you will pick yourself back up and, like I said earlier, never letting yourself fail, like, just knowing that I'm not going to let myself fall into it is motivating enough to know that eventually things ebb and flow. I'm going to get back into it. But I would say for someone who feels like they're like kind of plateauing or they really like want to get into something different, do it. So two strategies, like one, go back to like where you first started and what was like, what was your moment where like, oh, I was really starting to blow up in this time. Like, what were you exuding? What were you making content about? Like, what was the energy? Even if there was a type of format that you used to that popped off try to recreate it. And if that's not working, or if you're like, I don't wanna recreate that, think about something like new in your life that you feel like you have wisdom on. I always say like, inspire, educate, entertain. 
one of those three categories. What can you do in one of those buckets? You know, can you inspire someone with your love story? Can you educate somebody on your wisdom and your dating advice? Or are you just crazy and funny and have really great, you know, presence and can entertain? Think about one of those buckets or all three of them and think what kind of content can you make in each of those? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy, but if you really want to branch out, maybe it's, okay, I'm going to think of something that I can do for all three of those and I'm going to try and maybe one of them is going to pop off and then I can go even deeper into that. You always just have to have ideas and let the ideas come in. And the one thing I will say is, When you're on a plateau, or for some people, if you really feel like you're at rock bottom, the only way is up. So when you're flopping, when you're in your flop era, the best part about the flop era is, well, I might as well try it. Wow, that's a great point. Whereas when you're on a high, you're almost like scared to like- To flop. (laughs) Yeah, you're scared to flop. Like you're avoiding the flop. Exactly. You don't want to do anything that's going to like mess anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So flop era, perks are just continue to throw stuff at the wall. That is very true. Never thought of it like that. Also, no one analyzes you the way that you analyze yourself. Like, no mm-hmm. one is looking at your video that got 5,000 views and it's like, TK's flopping. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Like, I'm, I myself always yeah, am like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. my God, like, this is so bad. Like, why? No one else cares. They're probably only seeing your videos that are on their FYP. I doubt they're coming Going at you on profile, a magnifying yeah. lens, but it's so hard to think like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you, when you're running out of ideas, what do you do? I'm in that phase right now, if I'm being honest. Okay, but let's talk about it. I It's so funny when I feel like I, like I said, wake up one day and I don't know what I'm going to film. I now stop stressing about what it's going to be and I live out my day as it is and see what happens. Because every single day, whether you know it or not, you're going to have a little experience that someone else is experiencing that mm-hmm. day. So, so funny. On the 4th of July, I was like, you know what? I'm just like not going to post content today because one, I don't know what to post. And two, it's a holiday. Like I feel like people like aren't really on their phones that much anyway. And then I went to my parents' house and my parents are super old school. They're not trendy. They are just like Philly, straight up parents. They throw out this snack tray with like- Wait, I just saw this. I'm obsessed. Cheese puffs, big pretzels. And when I like go to like a lot of my like other friends' houses, their parents are like a little uppity, like they'll have a gorgeous charcuterie board yeah, and all yeah, this yeah. stuff. I'm like, that's never going to be me. That's not my family. That's not how it works. And I'm like, rather <laughs> than like be like weirdly like embarrassed or like about that, because I'm not embarrassed, I bet that there's a whole other audience out there that that's the same. is like <laughs> me, that doesn't have the trendy parents on the marble granite counter with the gorgeous spread and the amazing dishes. Yeah. They have a literal like Walmart snack tray with their stuff. And I made a video about that. It has like 600,000 views. And I was like, wow. Because I didn't overthink and because I just talked about something that when I woke up that morning, I didn't know I was going to make a video about that. I just stumbled upon it. Um, well, and it made you, I'm sure, kind of laugh in real life. You probably yeah, showed up, no, literally. saw it, and you were like, this LOL. Is, I was like, this is so my and family. And you were like, this is so funny. Like, I have to <laughs> capture it for myself. Yeah. And that's the shit that pops off on TikTok. And I will say, why are those snack plates always better? So good. It's always better so than good. like the fancy charcuterie. Yeah. So I would say if you're in a rut, but you know you want to post, live out your day. And like any thought that you have, and even if it's a frustration, because let's face it, we all have frustrations every single day. Like two weeks ago, I was frustrated about kind of just like this weird phase of being in your mid-20s, like how we were talking about where it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to go out every more, but I also am like kind of mourning that fun party person that I am. Me. And I feel like I don't have any other hobbies. So I'm like, I'll make a video literally talking about that. And I'm sure someone else out there 
has that experience. And that video did well too. What's weird about that this age too mm-hmm. is you're not fully in the I'm not going out. Yeah, no. But you're not in the I'm going out every night. It's like a weird mix. Yeah, and everyone was commenting and I, I do definitely think that this is true. They were like, it happens at that age and when you get into like your late 20s and early 30s, you like get a second wave of partying again because you're like now doing like weddings and everybody's more established. You're like going on weekend trips to the mountains and like they're like you're going to re-enter that phase again. Just right now you're kind of bored of it. And I think that's so true. That makes sense. Yeah. I also feel like I see sometimes parents on TikTok, like I follow this one New York City mom and when she goes out with her mom friends, it's like balls to the walls yeah. crazy. but I get it because she's probably letting off a lot of steam you know what's also funny too and I was thinking about making a video about this I have so much fun going out when I go out somewhere new so last night in LA I had so much fun uh-huh. and on paper all I did was go out to eat with my friends get drinks went to a bar after went to another bar after if I did that in Philly right now I don't think I would have been able to do it. I would have gone to a bar and been like, all right, guys, like we already know everybody here. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go home. Like, but because I was with new people and every variable, there were so many more variables. Whereas like when you're in your place that like you probably have gone out your whole life or for the last few years or so, you feel like, you know, everybody, there's not like as many like chaotic options to like possibly have. Your brain loves it though. Mm -hmm. When you try something new. Yeah. It's scientifically proven. So I think about like the most fun I've had this year, LA, New York and Miami. I've had such fun nights because it's new locations, new bars, new music, new DJs. Like you have so much more fun in a new experience where mm-hmm. it's like in your own hometown or where you're living, you're probably a little bit bored of that scene. Mm-hmm. Which I get it. Yeah. Even like living in a big city in LA, like I'm sick of going to the same yeah. big city spots. Like I, mm-hmm. that's why traveling is so good because it gives so you so much perspective and it inspires you and it makes you want to work hard to be able to travel more. 100%. It's the most cliche thing, but I it always <laughs> say it. Traveling truly is the one thing you spend money on that makes you richer. I always. Oh, I love that saying. It's such a corny phrase, but it's actually so true. No, it's so true. It's so true. I completely agree. Well, speaking of travel, um, where else do you have planned to go? This... So this was my trip doing yeah. this. Um, I don't have anything planned like immediately. I definitely want to get over to Europe soon. <gasps> right now, I'm just like drooling at everybody who's in Italy. Um, but I kind of want to go in the fall because I studied abroad in the fall four years ago in Italy and it was such a no lovely way. time. Where'd you study yeah. abroad? Milan. So I would love to go back in the fall and it's so much cheaper in the fall. You should. You should go with Um, your mans. Yeah. So I definitely want to go to Italy soon. I definitely want to plan like a fun trip. It's hard with vacations and traveling because I'm always like, do I want a relaxing vacation? Do I want like activity vacation? Do I want a mix of both? I'm definitely a mix of both type of person. Same. I love it. Um, Well, Bran, it's been so awesome having you. I guess my last and final question is what are you doing to make moves right now? In your life? Um, It can be personal. It can be professional. So I think part of the reason why I'm in a little bit of a creative slump and have been feeling a little funk is I've always kind of had the past two years on this content creation journey something to look forward to. Like first it was like being able to do it full time. Then it was being able to get a manager. And now – And those are big steps. Big steps. And then it was like, okay, being able to like actually bring in an income, been able to do that. I'm like, what's next for me? So I'm actually – I'm not going to like reveal any like personal details, but I'm starting to build out my team, which is really exciting. So yesterday I met with my manager and someone else that we're going to take on <gasps> to help, you know, explore Yay. a new aspect of my career and possibly new avenues that I can take it to. So my move right now is if you're feeling stuck, don't be stagnant, move in another direction and move in a direction that you want to be. So like 
we're on social media 24 seven. We're definitely seeing people who like, you're like, oh, I want that life or I want that. You can have it. Mm -hmm. And I'm proven fact that uh, two years ago, I was working a corporate job. I had no followers, but I wanted to be on TikTok. I wanted to make a career mm -hmm. out of talking and I did it. Now I'm like, all right, what do I want next? You need a podcast. I, that's something I really want to do yeah, too. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. So my next move is to, your next move should be making the life that you want. Mm -hmm. So when I see something that I want to have, I need to figure out a way to do it. And that's what I'm doing next. Are you big <laughs> into like manifestation or anything like that? I don't like write out manifestations, mm -hmm. but I've thought about it recently because I have had a lot of things like come to me that I've really wanted. Like I was manifesting being on reality TV mm -hmm. for my whole life. My literal bio is in my head. I'm a reality TV star. And this year I did a show, which was so So cool. awesome. I feel so, like I saw it everywhere. Yeah. Project so on, Verified, Yeah, Project right? Verified on YouTube, hosted by Brianna Chicken Fry, Josh Richards. It was so fun here in L.A. Um, but I manifested that 100%. Mm -hmm. So that's... They're both so yeah. good at what they do and so kind. Amazing. I also love Grace. She's the best. She's so awesome. She's so funny. But yeah, so I do believe in manifestation. And I'm manifesting that next big career step for me. Maybe it's going back on TV. I would love to eventually, speaking this into the universe, be a host of something, whether mm -hmm. it's a podcast, a show, I would love to host a dating show, something really fun. I could so see you doing that. Um, so I'm manifesting that. I will eventually. I, I will manifest that for you. Thank you. You should write down. <laughs> I like do this when I'm stuck or confused or I can't sleep. I'll just write down a list and I have to fill the entire page of just like things that I want. Yeah. And like sometimes it's materialistic. Sometimes it's just a feeling. Sometimes yep. it's like a specific job. But it's crazy. Every time I go back to it. You check like stuff the off. Yeah, the next time I'm in a slump, I go back to my journal and I write it. And then I look back at the last time and I'm like, holy shit, I've like checked off quite a few things off this yeah. list. It's really, it's awesome. I'm going to do that. You should do it. Yeah. Get a journal and it's just that. Mm -hmm. And have That's it on such like a good idea. stand. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, thank you so much. I adore you. you. Everyone you. go follow him. Where can everyone follow you and everything? TikTok and Instagram, brand underscore flakes with two Zs on the end. And where can they watch Project Verified? On BFF's podcast YouTube channel. And oh. if you search Project Verified, there's a playlist. All of the episodes will come Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. And you got pretty far. I got pretty far. Yeah, we won't spoil it for yeah. you. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Thanks so much for watching another episode and be sure to make someone else's day this week. Peace.